I feel like I'm the perfect person to interview you for this podcast because when you and I met, what did I say to you? You went, oh, hey, you're the girl from Instagram. Do you have a trust fund? Did I say, do you have a trust fund? Well, you said, I implied it you, probably. You said, what is your job? Yeah, I did. And then Very went, judgmentally. Yeah, you said, what is your job? And then you, oh, I think I said... I don't have a trust fund. I think I was like, yes. I think I was like, oh my god, I don't have, like. I I came at you very defensive. You gave me a, you like punched up my line by giving me what you said is what you do with this I'm story. You go, very, do you have a trust fund? But what actually happened is you went, I don't have a trust fund. I know it looks like I do. I was just like, I was like, I really want her because we had this gorgeous Instagram courtship, mm-hmm. and I just didn't want you to go of oh, this fucking bitch. She's <laughs> a spoiled brat who has a trust fund who just carts around the world. Which, honestly, the trust fund is the travel industry. Right. I have turned them into my sugar daddies. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm proud to say it. But yes, that's how we, we met on those terms, where you were like, we were Instagram lovers. Mm-hmm. And then at a show, you were like, what is your job? Were you still doing stand-up at that point? I had stopped doing stand-up because of the travel job. Okay. Because I was always on the road, like leaving, going different places, and I just could never commit to shows. Mm-hmm. So it sort of took me out the game. Mm-hmm. But I was like, look... I'd rather be on a in a resort in Fiji for free than at a very depressing comedy club in Kentucky. No offense wow, to Kentucky. Wow, hot take. Yeah, yeah. So I was <laughs> I was okay with it. But yeah, that's why I stopped doing stand-up was because of the travel job that I got. Right. So that's kind of how we were in the same, you know, sphere or whatever you want to say. Like that yeah. – because how would I be friends with a travel writer? Like for – how? We how couldn't be opposite travel – people too one of the reasons why i thought it would be fun to have you come on was like we are always traveling but for completely different reasons and we are different kinds of travelers yes we represent the spectrum right of travelers right you travel very glamorously and i do not but when i met you i all i knew about you was from your instagram which was gorgeous amazing thank you beautiful thank you consistent it's my art right because like you were hot everywhere you're going was hot like it was just I was like who the fuck is this and what what is their life and so when I asked what your job was I was genuinely curious I was like how are you getting paid to go to these resorts and just like live this amazing life and so when you said you were a travel writer I was like oh this bitch is really cool that's the coolest job ever. Thank you for calling me hot. I've been thinking about that since you said it. I didn't hear anything you said after that. All I thought was, uh, she thinks I'm hot. Oh my God. Thank you so much. I did it. I did it. <laughs> I faked everybody. I lied on Instagram successfully. Thank you, Facetune. Yeah. Um, no. Thank you have you. a great dating app profile because you have so many good photos of yourself you. in exotic places. We will be talking about on this podcast how to get a great thirst trap that will be a main thing about that i'm bringing on a guest later that takes the most iconic gorgeous thirst traps i've ever seen in my life i want to know who it and is and i want anyone who's listening to know how to get those angles if you're on a beach if you're if you're in a city if you're in tokyo 
to the coast of California. I want you getting your ass out and your tits up. And a go- I want a guy to slide right in and go, hey, how you been? After they see that picture. Right. So we'll be talking about, about that on the pod <laughs> because it's really important to get the shot. Yes. 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 Do you take their straps on the road? On the road, probably not because, you know, my buddy Dustin opens for me on the road and you can't ask like a dad in his 30s. Not to true. take thirst traps of Absolutely you. He's like true. my brother. I can't be like, can you take this I, photo? I couldn't disagree more. Really? I couldn't disagree more. It doesn't matter. You got to get the shot no matter what you got to do. You got to horrify your brother or your father. It doesn't matter. You got to get it. Have you ever had your, because I know you went on trips with Mike, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you ever have Mike take photos of you? Mike is my ex-boyfriend turned brother. Don't, mm-hmm. it's a long story for another podcast. <laughs> um, and... <laughs> I've, yeah, I've tried to teach basically what you got to do. And I don't, you know, it's for another time, but basically what you got to do is you got to frame it yourself mm-hmm. and then you just got to say, okay, stand here and keep pressing. Yes. Press the button over and over again and just keep moving. Mm-hmm. You just got to. Do you keep live on or off? Um, lives off. Yes. Right. Lives look weird. It's awful. It's not good. Okay. Thank so you. yes, do you do have gorgeous hotel photos i mean those are usually i took them though right okay employing somebody else and they don't touch any of your selfies thank you your selfies are you should teach a course i will that's why i'm so curious i can't wait to listen to the episode you have upcoming i don't want to ruin that for that expert but stay tuned it's coming everybody rate review subscribe subscribe you will learn how to make your ass look like a peach it's been five minutes if you haven't subscribed yet what are you even fucking doing with your life? Thank you, Taylor. You are so welcome. You have to welcome. tell people. You have to tell people multiple times. That's worked on me when I listen to podcasts and they're like, rate, review, subscribe over and over and over. And I go, this is so annoying. And then I do exactly what they told me to. Oh, okay. Good. Yeah. Good, good, good tip. Love. I am new to the game. So, <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. So I, I have my first question and this might be going too hard too fast. You are very good. You're in a beautiful, loving relationship now, the envy of all, with your soulmate. But you are very good at having sex with strangers. Thank you so much. That I, in a way that I can't wrap my head around because I'm not cool or adventurous, mm. and I have intimacy issues. And your stories, I, I want you to write a book of essays so badly. And you're always very humble where you're like, I don't know what I'd write about. I need like a perspective and I'm like, bitch, I just want to read everything you've done and everyone you've done because you truly, you truly have some crazy travel experiences and some of them heavily featuring, uh, hookups and sometimes relationships. So what do you think is the best travel hookup story you have? Do you have tips for people who want to eat, pray, love it right now? Because I think a lot of people want to have that life. Don't know how. Again, asking for me. And what is the worst hookup story you have while traveling? Wow. That was a lot of questions, and I'm sorry. Best and worst is what I got out of that. Yes. Okay. So arguably, they could be interchangeable. um, Mm. Because while they might be best because it's funny, during (laughs) the time, it was horrifying. Uh Now, I want to preface the story by saying I don't contone violence of any sort. It's never great to start out a sex story by going, I don't condone violence. Mm -hmm. I'm not making light of violence. I'm not making, you know, not, please don't yell at me. I'm so sensitive. Please don't come at me. Okay. Uh 
However, when I was in Brazil, when I just graduated college, I was in okay. Brazil with my one of my closest friends, and I met this guy. He was golden brown, bronzed to perfection. His boobs were amazing. <laughs> they were boobs, and they were beautiful. He was working. He was a model, mm-hmm. and he was working at the hostel, probably to pick up chicks that were fresh out of college looking to fuck in Brazil. Mm-hmm. Now, I saw him, and I went, he must be mine. <laughs> must and i was with a very shy girlfriend very much like yourself kind Mm -hmm. of i was like i was there no much like a little more introverted less Mm -hmm. you know not trying to live that life but he invited us to a swedish house mafia concert on the beach and when you're in brazil and you're 21 you go so we went he did a shit ton of drugs we didn't do any but we were just drinking but he did so many drugs one thing leads to another. We're making out on the dance floor, as you do. He says, come back to my place. I put my friend back in the hostel, and I walk home with him. He lives in, I honestly, in disarray. I've never seen, <laughs> to this day, I've never seen an apartment that was more haunting than what I saw he was living in. It was, I should have left then. I should have said, this is. I'm getting chlamydia just from standing in his living room. It was horrifying. <laughs> Messy. But, like, the objects that were strewn about weren't, like, clothes or, like, you know, laundry or dishes. It was, like, VHS tapes and oh. posters, but thrown around the room. It was horrifying. Anyway, we go you to his bedroom. in a blockbuster. He, lived in I was, he was in a blockbuster. <laughs> we go in his bedroom. It's just the bed. There's nothing else in the room but a bed. Okay. There's literally not one other object in the room. It's just literally a bedroom. Mm-hmm. Not even a window in there. Okay? What? There was nothing else in this room but a unmade bed. Now, I'm drunk and he's hot. What else, what do you want from me? Okay? I had to, it had to be done. So, you know, we start doing the the situation. Uh-huh. I'm wasted. He's on I don't even know. Every every drug under the sun. I'm on top. He comes and he punches me in the eye <gasps> when he comes. Oh, my God. On yeah. accident? He w- it was like, it wasn't like anger. It was like passion. That's why I'm saying I don't condone violence, but this wasn't like direct violence. This was this was gray area violence. I'm like, All, was this our like favorite you just form. lost control of your limbs? Like, I don't I, know how you accidentally punch someone, but that is Well, so then, okay. so I, thankfully I was inebriated. So uh-huh. I was... You know, the impact wasn't quite as strong. I, I, I think I laughed. I, I fell oh over. I mean, I fell off the bed. It was a punch that took me off the bed, okay? Needless to say, I did not come. <laughs> um, so then he walks me back to the hotel or the hostel. Uh-huh. It's like four in the morning. I wake up my friend to let her know I'm home. Was he like, I'm sorry? I don't even think he realized what he had done. Really? We'll get there. Oh, my God. Okay. So then we... I, I get, need a clonopin to finish the story. Okay. I'm so tense. All right. Go ahead. So then we get... So I wake up my friend, let her know I'm back. Because, you know, girl code. And she goes, oh, my God, what happened to your face? <gasps> and that's never a question you want anyone to ask you for any reason. Uh-huh. And I went, what do you mean? And she goes, oh, my God, your eye. And I look in the mirror, and I have a huge black eye already. It's been like an hour. And oh I'm already God. swelling and bruising. So we went, uh, what else do you do? We went and got acai bowls in the middle of the night (laughs) to talk about it. And she goes, what happened to you? And I said, honestly, he came and punched me in the face, but I was drunk. I didn't really feel it. Anyway, couldn't see out of that eye for three weeks. Um, But that acai bowl was. You couldn't see out of the eye? No, it was like swollen shut. Oh my God. No, it wasn't cute. Anyway, the next day I saw him in the hostel 
And he goes, oh my God, what happened to your face? And I said, you happened to my face. First of all, and I think honestly, he, he was like, I would never hit a woman. And I said, right. well, I didn't do this to myself, okay? He was on a lot of drugs. I he was on a lot of drugs. So he, had, he oh was like, God. oh my God, I would never hit a woman. And I said, well, I'm sorry, but we all surprise ourselves sometimes. Anyway, that's the story. And I, I sometimes don't know if it's the best or the worst. Because look at the reaction I'm getting. I'm horrified. He was, he was so beautiful, I don't even care. But I will say that... Um, not coming is the part of the story that oh haunts me the most. Oh, my God. Jesus Christ. Fucking. And the eye I... heals, okay? But I'll never forget that at that beautiful man couldn't even get me there, you know? Oh, my God. That's, yeah. See, if I, again, I can't even wrap my. I but was... this is, like, stories like this are why you're like, I'm good. I'll stay home. I yes. w- I'm not going. I'm I was, not looking for dick. I was horrified from the moment you said, he said, come back to my place. And I was like, what? We just met this guy. <laughs> He worked at the hostel. I feel like they must have done a background check. Do they? He was employed. Oh, my God. I don't know. You know, honestly, I was 21. I, I know. I wouldn't have done. You know, when I was 21, when you're 21, you're like, I'm invincible. This is, I didn't feel that way when I was 21. I felt that way at 21. Now, oh. at thir- I, I would never. I would ne- not. Right. I mean, I would never. It depends on how beautiful they are. But he was really pretty. When oh I show you God. a picture of him, you'll go, I get it. He was so pretty. Okay. Wow. All right. That was a roller coaster. It was a roller coaster. And I that think was question one. I think it'll make people Ooh. go, I don't know if this is a reliable narrator that I want to follow on the travel journey. But here's this the thing. This is why you need a book of essays. Do you know what I mean? You need like a, a controversial book of essays that sparks conversation amongst the book club. Again, I don't think it's going to make Oprah's no reading club list absolutely not but it might you know look this is supposed to be an unhinged podcast and i'm giving you i'm serving unhinged right absolutely i'm doing no. my best i would recommend moving forward maybe you give it a listen before you put it out in the just all the episodes just because you know you're very honest something i love about you oh should we not put this one out no i think this one's okay okay but just Again, in the future i don't think hitting people not good not good not good at all we're not making light of it it is what happened though yeah it happened to me therefore i can say it right 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 it it wasn't ideal my eye healed i can see out of it now just fine right i do have to wear glasses but i think they're unrelated i i recommend everyone get a friend like chelsea who has done all of these things so that you don't have to i i I honestly i'm a cautionary tale but i do think that you i do think (laughs) that's the name of your book of essays a cautionary tale when you say when you say like i'm not one night stands not for me i go i honestly understand yeah i really get it it's not for me anymore thank god yeah but it's because i've been through the of my time Mm -hmm. that i know better right i don't need it yeah trial and error yeah so is that you don't know if that's the best or worst? Great. I How think it's a two for one special. <laughs> two for one special. How did you get into the travel writing thing? Did you fall into it? I, I know I've asked you this, but we're on we're on camera, so now I'm asking you. Gorgeous. On the record. On the record, I um, oh I tra- I lived in like six different countries, so travel was always a big part of my life. I like wanted to work in travel. I didn't know how, and so. I created like a satirical travel blog making fun of travel writers because we are famously very embarrassing. We're an embarrassing (laughs) book. So I like made fun of it. And then a joke of mine was retweeted on Twitter and uh, editor of a travel site saw it, thought it was funny, saw that I was doing like a travel thing, saw that I had lived abroad and traveled a lot. And he uh, he was like, hey, do you want to we want to make travel funnier? 
and sent me on my first assignment and then I got addicted because I was like, this is the greatest scam of all time. You're going to literally cart me around the world, feed me, give me alcohol, introduce me to a bevy of foreskin and I don't have to pay for any of it. Uh-huh. And all I have to do is like write a blurb. Yeah. Take some videos. Right. It's the greatest scam of all time. Yeah. I love it. And then also sometimes you're reviewing products and you get all these free products. Yeah. You have the greatest job in the world. I do agree. Yeah. I, I think that, um, but I will also say a lot of travel content is very boring mm. because it's heavily branded mm. and we can't piss off the brand. Mm-hmm. And that's why I've created this podcast because I want it to be chaotic <laughs> and unhinged and I want to be able to say whatever the fuck I want about what to do, what not to do. And I don't want any brands telling me I can't say it. Mm-hmm. That being said, we are looking for sponsors. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I will say anything if you pay me enough. But I'm honest about it. I mean, look, at the end of the day, they already give you the sponsorships. Mm-hmm. And then they don't check what you said, right? Sure. Yeah. I choose to live so, in that world. Anyway. What was your first travel writing assignment where did you go they sent me to tennessee and um louisiana for a hot sauce infused whiskey and i had to pretend like i knew what the fuck i was doing but really i was just there to get the free shit Mm -hmm. the free beignets Mm. the free all like i just wanted to get free shit that's really the purpose of my travel writing career is to get free shit and make it seem like i'm an artist Mm mm-hmm but I don't care. I can be bought. I'll tell you to go to prison <laughs> if you pay me enough or if you give me another free shit. I don't care. Uh-huh. You know, I can be bought. Yes. What was like the first resort? I feel like you've gone to a lot of resorts. Yeah. I think my editor just wants to see me in bikinis. Oh, do you? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, what? we all do. All your followers on Instagram do. Oh, thank you for saying that. You have um, a lot of great bikini pictures. Thank you so much. Some of us only have like three. You need to and put they're more. Old. You need more. Well, I get shit on because I'm a comedian. So if I post like a bikini picture, half of the people who see it are like, good for you, girl. And then the other half are like, you're supposed to be funny. Just have the caption be funny. I know. It's all about thirst. Like trap them with a thirst yeah. and then hit them with that punch. Even line. if it's funny, people don't like it. I really like your bikini pics. Do you really? Yeah, There's I, not that many. I love them. They're very few and I want to frame them and put them on my walls. They're gorgeous. Thank you so much. Okay, so what was your... <laughs> it was what was, oh, what was the first like, resort. That they sent me to? Mm-hmm. Because uh, if I got sent to a resort, that would be the moment that I was like, was holy shit. Well, I will say, I don't know if this was the first, but this was the bougiest mm-hmm. that they sent me to. They sent me on a... Um, sent me to Tahiti. Oh, my God on a united airlines like so so basically what the press trip was for and if you don't know what a press trip is they're basically like they're also called fam trips and essentially let's say like a brand this is boring whatever like let's say a brand it's not boring people are going to listen to this wanting to know how to get your job okay and what it is exactly as someone who does not have your job did not know how you got to it this is very interesting here to help okay basically because i didn't know this was i would have done this years ago if i knew basically a hotel a restaurant a tourism board an alcohol brand um you know what what else like anything anything under the bracket of travel a a music festival an arts and culture festival whatever they all have pr companies because how else are we going to find out about these places that are super cool Mm -hmm. 
the PR company is in charge of hosting these fam trips or press trips, which essentially takes media or someone who can get the word out, so different travel sites or influencers or photographers or whatever, and they'll contact different media and say, hey, there's this cool resort opening or this chef is opening up a really incredible restaurant at this place or you know, there's a music festival and we want people to know about it. So they'll reach out to writers or influencers or whatever and they'll say we're going to host a trip and basically the draw is that it's a free all expenses pay trip they spoil the shit out of you they give you swag it's the best it's amazing and then you get to experience whatever and then because you've been there and you've experienced it you're able to write about it or talk about it or whatever and then it gets the word out there and then and then their return on investment is okay now millions of people are going to hear about this when they never would have and you know that's why they do it and so United Airlines had a new flight path from San Francisco to Tahiti. And it was the only direct flight you could get to Tahiti from the mainland besides Hawaii. Because, you know, so from the mainland, um, it was the only direct flight path. So they were hosting this big fam trip. And it was incredible because United has got that big, you know, billionaire money. You know, mm-hmm. it was incredible. We got like first class. We each had our own over the water bungalows to ourselves. Mm-hmm. We all had butlers. Oh, wow. I mean, I've never had a butler. Mm-hmm. I could text my butler at all hours. I mean, I, w- I wouldn't. I would never text a butler at 2 a.m. Mm-hmm. or anything. But I could have if I wanted to. Mm-hmm. I, I just text my butler, hey, I would love some Diet Coke. Could you bring me a Diet Coke? And you know what he would say? Of course. <laughs> bring you a Diet Coke. I mean, come on. It's the best job. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then. I'm screaming at you. I'm sorry. It's okay. I felt like I was like Mariah Carey. Mm-hmm. It felt really cool. This is the least relatable podcast of all time, isn't it? Of course. But, yeah. you know, it's people want to hear about it. It made me feel very cool. I will say, I got to, like, go on these excursions. I couldn't afford any of this shit. When I was there, I stayed at, like, the Intercontinental, which is, like, a five-star. And I was like, I couldn't. The poolside cocktail was, like, 30 bucks because they got to import the shit out of everything. Yeah. You got to pay for the alcohol and the Coke. Okay? It's so interesting, and too, the because they have they have you who is not living that lifestyle could not afford to live that lifestyle reviewing that lifestyle recommending it for people yeah, and yeah, being yeah. like absolutely do this do that and then i'm thinking i, I can't afford who could afford this yeah and if they can they don't need my review right you know what i mean they just have a travel agent booking all this shit for them it's it's a weird industry mm-hmm. an industry i love very much and hope never goes away mm-hmm. well there's so much like living vicariously through people online too it's aspirational yeah 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 yeah. but i will say you know but then also there's like budget travel stuff like the, you you know there's ways to do it and i feel like hopefully this podcast will like show that it's not all you know those are the fam trips are very bougie because the, these companies are really trying to get it out there but like Obviously, I've traveled a ton on my own, paid for, and know all the tricks. And the longer you just, but this, you know, this aspect of like luxury travel is great because I can't afford to do it myself. Mm-hmm. But all the travel I've done alone has been but frugal and budget travel. And I've found a million different ways to save and different apps that are able to show you like flight error fares or like, you know, just so there's like, I know both ends. So I feel like it's been good in that way because, like, I've been able to experience things that I never would have been able to, like, flying private, never would be able to do that. Yeah. So, again, if you're sponsoring this podcast, I'll lie for you. But other than that, I'll tell the the people what's up. I know. I want to ask what your favorite apps are 
but we should probably reach out for sponsorship before you name anybody. Oh, I'm not giving (laughs) shit up until they pay me. (laughs) But I have some good ones. I have some really good apps that um, are great. Like sometimes an airline will accidentally post the wrong fare. What? And they're called error fares. And I know. Listen to the pod. You will get these tips. Told me this. Or there's places that are like uh, they're doing like bulk sales or whatever, and and then you just have you can pick a month or pick a week. And you say, like, wherever you're starting from, where you're going to anywhere, right? And mm-hmm. it'll show you, like, a bunch of places that are doing cheap flights that you just had no idea. And you can save hundreds of dollars on flights if you're just, like, you got this app. But I'll tell you about the app when they pay me. Wow. I got the secrets. I'm the vault. What do you think makes a really good traveler? Like, who? Flexibility. Who? Flexibility is good. Um, I think being flexible and being able to adapt because a lot of shit happens when you're on the road that you just can't foresee. So you need to be able to hang a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and open-minded, being open-minded. Like, you just, what's the point of traveling and going somewhere else if you're just going to live exactly how you live at home? Which mm-hmm. is a mood, and I'm here for it, okay? I do love that. Mm-hmm. I do. Look, we all like to just go to a resort, plop our asses down, have some cocktails, and call it a day. That's fine. But I will say that's vacationing, mm-hmm. then there's traveling, and they mm. are different. Vacationing, you know, is a little less cultural experience and more I'm stressed out and I need to unplug. Mm. And that's a vibe, and I'm here for that. Traveling is more immersive, and you're actually trying to understand another culture and, and get a little bit more, you know, like you're having an ex- experience you're having an experience unlike your own life yes and you're I not trying it, to rest you're not trying to rest it's like when people do their honeymoon and sometimes they go to rest they go to hawaii and they stay at a resort and, and that, they just want to chill out and eat and have sex and sleep oh my god love and then that. some people are like we're going to ireland for a week and we've never been to ireland and here's our itinerary yes if you have an itinerary you're traveling, you're traveling. And if you have no itinerary, you are on vacation. Mm. And honestly, both are equally valuable. I love both. They are just different moods. So I think knowing knowing the kind of trip you want to have is important. That's a good step. Mm-hmm. But if you're traveling, a good traveler, I think, is adaptable, open-minded, can hang with some punches, you know. But I think, I think mo- first and foremost, it's just to, like, be open to new experiences without ending up in a dumpster in Florida. Like, don't do anything stupid. Be so safe, guys. Be safe. And that'll, we'll talk about that. Yeah. But I think in general, if we're speaking very generally, a good traveler is someone who's just, you know, can hang. Uh-huh. You know? Like, yeah. why, if you're going to go all the way to Costa Rica, mm-hmm. go look at the rainforest. Find a sloth <laughs> and get to know it. <laughs> Learn about conservation, for crying out loud. You know? Uh-huh. What was, like, the first travel experience you had like great travel experience you had in college i mean when i was a kid i think when i you was traveled a, kid. a lot when you were a kid yeah. that's right i traveled a lot as a kid that's where it all started my family is big on travel so i i was very fortunate to have a lot of cool travel experiences growing up but i mean on my own uh yeah i mean i lived abroad when i was um i starting at 19 mm-hmm so I think a lot of it started then. I mean, I, I, yeah, I had been to a, family vacations and such, you know, mm-hmm. but like travel on my own. I lived abroad when I was 19 and uh, that was cool because it was a lot of self-starting. You know mm. what I mean? Got to meet people, make friends, go to 
just start talking to people. I mean, when you say, Chelsea, you're so good at talking to people, it's like, I had to be. Like, if you are in a new place and you don't know anyone and you're lonely, you got to talk to people and find out what's going on. Yeah, you really can talk to anybody. And you have the type of personality where people sort of offer up their deepest insecurities traumas i'm a trauma dumpster yes i agree it's not it's it's it sounds like a compliment but it's 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 a burden that i carry Mm -hmm. i'm like i'm like you know the giver I am the global giver. Uh-huh. I people just I literally an airport. Do you know how times I've sat on an airplane and someone's just been like, I'm flying out of a domestic abuse situation. Oh my God. Or really? Oh my god. Do you know how many people have told me like they're horrifying and I'm just like, wow. I don't oh. know what it is about my face. I think it's because it's kind of round. But I think people... I have a very round face and people don't do that to me. Mm. So I don't think it's that. I, I don't know your what it energy. Is. The people energy tell you're putting me, out. People have t- I've heard the craziest stories. When someone sits next someone to you on their a- vaginal health. I mean, like, it's not always dark. Sometimes someone will sit next to me and say, I have the yeast infection from hell right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, girl, what's up? When you sit by someone on a plane, do you say hi when they sit down? It just depends. Because some people are given real don't talk to me energy. And I do want to respect that boundary. Hello. That's you. Yeah. I would never talk to you on a plane. I want you to know that. Thank you so much. I would so never talk to you on a plane. Even, you know, even as we are sisters, mm-hmm. I would still never speak to you on a plane. Yes. Just sitting next to you. I would, if we were I'd traveling know. together. No, I know. I know better. I would headphones mean, are in. Headphones are in and don't talk to Taylor. <laughs> but sometimes people are like wanting, you can tell. You can tell yeah. when someone's just like, and also if like, if there's a reason to, like, let's say, you know, someone's bad, like something, if there's a reason to, yes. But generally speaking, I'll introduce myself when we sit down. I'll say, hey, how are you? You know, whatever. Just like. Yeah. Let you know that if there's an issue, I'm a safe space. Right. But I don't talk to people. They've got their headphones in literally never. That's insane. Yeah. Unless they're like bleeding out. There's no reason to talk to somebody. I think there's etiquette. I think there's some airplane etiquette where you need to be able to, if you're not good at reading people, don't talk to them. Mm. But if you're good at reading the cues, like if your social awareness is high, read the cues. But if you know that you're not good at that, don't talk to anyone. No if, one wa- People do not want to talk. They're if anxious. you are on a Southwest flight, everyone's there to make friends literally everyone on a southwest flight the chattiest flights i've ever been on is that because it's open seating i think so and so it's just i think open people sesame? get to like I, yeah because i think people get to suss out who they would want to sit by if they are a talkative person so you have that moment to like walk down the aisles and go you know what i'm gonna sit over here next to this person and maybe we'll have a conversation whereas on other airlines you have an assigned seat so you have less control in oh. the moment oh my god of knowing and i've never even put that together to be honest i just know that when i'm on a southwest flight holy shit do people want to chat and gab i do i enjoy a convo but there's such a stigma it's like getting like here's the difference when i get in an uber i don't want to talk to you Mm. when i get on the flight i mean if it's a long flight i have to sit next to you Mm. i want to know about what your issues are right i want to know what meds are you on Mm -hmm. i want to know what products are using I met a really adorable girl the other a couple weeks ago on a flight. Love her. Her dad is gonna is gonna be my gynecologist when I give birth. <laughs> you know, I know people say don't talk to me, but you could get a gyno out of the situation. <laughs> you never know. So it's yeah. like read the room, mm-hmm. and you know how to do this because you're literally always reading the room mm-hmm. as a stand up. So if you're not good, if you know you're not good at reading the room. Don't speak to anyone. But, you know, sometimes you meet a girl and your whole life could change. Her dad is literally going to 
take my son out of my vagina for me. Mm -hmm. You think I would have found that if I wasn't open and friendly? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Sometimes talk. That's a beautiful story, actually. Thank you. What can people expect from this podcast? What do you want people to get out of this podcast? And who is your target demographic for this podcast? Amazing. So glad you asked. (laughs) Now, look, I will say... I am a travel expert. Mm-hmm. I There's not many things that I know a lot about. I know a shit ton about vaginal probiotics, and I know a lot about travel, mm-hmm. okay? And a lot of times those things go hand in hand. They do. They mm-hmm. really do. I've been to over 50 countries. I've lived in six countries. I've written travel. I've, I've, I've tr- I followed a Danish DJ to Denmark and lived there for a while. Thought that would be my life. I've, I've done it all. I've seen it all. I've done ultra budget to the ultra luxurious and everything in between. Okay. Travel content is so fucking boring. Mm-hmm. It's so boring. I can't deal with it. And I know because I work in it. It's boring. I want this podcast to be the antithesis of the e love. Okay. <sighs> I want it to be binge drinking, getting chlamydia and praying for forgiveness that's what i want this podcast to be unhinged chaotic ass behavior okay this is where i can go to dump all the things i wanted to say in the article that i couldn't Mm. now i find that travel content in general is not only boring it's very self-absorbed unlike a podcast but (laughs) i just don't i want it to be fun and loose and wild And I think this podcast is going to be for people that are looking for chaotic travel stories, that are looking for tips on how to fuck, that are that want to know how to teach your horrified dad how to take that good thirst trap on your family vacation. I think if you're looking for which country has the best foreskin, this is these are the the hard hitting questions that I think people need to know, and I'm the person. To give them that information. You are uniquely qualified. Thank you so much. <laughs> I'm I, very excited for your podcast. I, I think it's going to be great. I think it'll be good. I think that, you know, if you're looking to save your marriage at a Jamaican sex resort, I got you. If you're looking to, um, you know, have a destination wedding and you're not even engaged yet, that's me. <laughs> I'm already planning my destination wedding and I'm not engaged yet. Mm-hmm. So there's a wide range, but we're going to bring on comedians like yourself. We're going to bring on travel experts, the not boring ones. But look, hey, you know, maybe you are boring and you want some boring stuff. There's lots of places for I that. will be on the next episode for the boring people. Yeah. that There are, look, TripAdvisor, all, there's a ton of different places that offer you the, the, the nuts and bolts. I'm trying to have some travel content that's fun and not as bland as everything else out there. I think that, you know, this is globe thoughting. So we have an emphasis on how to be a global thought. Mm-hmm. Both spellings, you know? <laughs> and I just, I want this to be a podcast that's a safe space to be an unhinged, unhinged nightmare, you know? Mm-hmm. And I probably will end up talking about my TMJ way too much. So it'll also be a safe space for people who have chronic pain. I love that. I don't know. I, this is the first app, so it's going to get better, I hope. I thought this was great. I think it was great. You were fantastic. I you, mean. But you've never failed. That's. <laughs> Famously, you've never done anything wrong in your entire life. Right. Of course. You've that's never what everybody says. No. Yeah. You've never made a mistake. I mean, look, we are very close friends, but I think that you, again, are so good at talking to people 
you are very genuinely curious about other people and their experiences. You're very open-minded. You yourself have a lot of unique, interesting experiences. I think you were born to do this podcast. I, I asked you to come today solely to give me the serotonin that I am lacking. Mm-hmm. So thank you. You're so I welcome. think this will be fun. I, I'm hoping that we, you know, we'll find a groove. We'll get some sponsors. Emodium, I'm after you. <laughs> this, it will also be a podcast for people who constantly are getting diarrhea abroad. Again, travel. Again, travel. Yeah. Um, Modium, please. I've already reached out to your team like 17 <laughs> times. Get back to me. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it'll be fun. I just, I just want a travel podcast. It's not as bland and boring as the rest. And I think you, we have that already. Thank you so much for coming. My pleasure. You know, I love you for all of you, but I also need your followers. (laughs) So I. (laughs) Okay. Well, if you like me and you want to live vicariously through someone, meet my friend Chelsea. She's the one to do it. Thank you. You were wonderful. Thank you for coming on. You are so welcome.